Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about should I be panicking about last week and today's stock market drops? And what does meditation have to do with investing? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, back with another Ask Philip podcast episode. And today, the market is dropping a lot. It actually started dropping last week. And, you know, I, I communicated with a couple of clients that had very aggressive portfolios at the beginning of November, letting them know hey, based on what I'm looking at, it looks like uh, we are probably going to move into. A market drop relatively soon. Uh, things are not looking. Things were not looking uh, great. But I'm saying to say these things are hard to time. So when I see these indicators happening, it doesn't mean sell and go to cash because there's like the factor of can you can you time it right in and out, and that's pretty difficult. The beauty of having a five year time horizon is the short-term stuff you can ignore. I, I more look at it and have an idea of it. I mean, really to manage client expectations because I know that, hey, if this is if this is coming, I'm going to have to put my psychologist hat on and, and help people through the short-term pain because he, here's, the, here's the bigger picture. And I, and I actually had a conversation with a, with a client about this as well when we were talking about it. When you go back to the 1929 uh, in the depression of the 30s, it was pretty tra- apparent that we were in a depression because asset prices were uh, were down a lot, and we had a little bit of recoveries. In the current scenario we're in, we're still in a uh, depression, but the difference is it doesn't appear that way from a f- financial standpoint because there's money being pumped into the system, which is keeping uh, asset prices high. But regular people are still struggling financially because all the depression means is there's a shortage of dollars. I think I did a, on my podcast episode on Friday, I kind of talked about the euro dollar uh, and the shortage of dollars and deflation. But when there's a shortage of money, of dollars available that can go around uh, to support uh, the the global economy, you have periods of time where when there's not lots of money being put into the system, you know, you have market drops that happen like this. And so if, if you understand that backdrop, then you understand, okay, what is the move that the government and central bankers eventually have to make to fix this problem? And, and so you know that they're going to have to print and create more money to stimulate the economy to get us through this period of time because if they don't then then the whole system like breaks and i know some some people are like well man you know what what happens if the whole system breaks but then isn't like your your banks are going under like your your investment portfolio doesn't mean anything because if the system goes bust if they don't print any more money then everything goes down like jobs banks all that kind of stuff and so 
you know, you can be afraid of that scenario, but there's nothing that we can do about that now, right? That's 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 way in, you know, that's that's down the road. And there's really like there's no investment you can make to protect yourself on that. So you get to a lot of conclusion of okay, well, if they know that and I know that, then we know they're gonna in, eventually like add more money into the system to to ease the burden from a financial standpoint. There's things they have to do to fix the economy, and that's completely separate, and that's a different episode. But what I'm saying for as far as asset prices, uh, keeping the system afloat, they're going to add more money to it. And so that's why if you have a five-year time frame, understanding how systems get fixed, how debt cycles work, and all this kind of stuff, then you just tend to say, oh, okay, well, Philip, had, Philip for the last almost two years has been saying, hey, we're, we're in an environment where global growth will be slow because of demographics and debt, which that has not changed. And so you want to own things in that system that are uh, in, in, in that environment. There's also going to be uh, lots of government money printing to make up for the shortfall of money for the system. And they've been uh, they've been doing that. And so you want to own investment assets that uh, grow at a higher rate than the government uh, prints money, which, again, my expect my estimation is 10 to 15 percent a year. So I want to so I want my portfolio to. Uh, on average, own companies uh, uh, that are growing uh, at that rate. And I say on average because some companies may or may not, but some are going to grow a lot more. And as long as they grow at a at, at that rate or higher, then I will increase my purchasing power and that of, of, of my clients who are doing similar things. So, uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's the strategy, the assumption, right? There's no guarantee and all this kind of stuff. But that's, that's your thought process as you... You do that when you lay out your investment strategy, but in the periodic periods of time where the system is short of money and they haven't added enough, uh, you'll have these drops, right? And this drop specifically came because uh, the central bankers saw all this froth happening in NFTs and all in, in stock market, and they wanted to uh, call a timeout. So they began to talk about tightening or, or not adding stimulus through bond buying, through quantitative easing, and, and a bunch of other stuff that they're doing. I'm trying to keep it short and simple. But in then so the market was like, hey, you guys are not going to be able to tighten the way you say you're going to tighten. And so we're going to call your bluff and we're going to buy more bonds, buy less of this risky stuff. And so here, here we are with the market dropping and the markets in and market called the Fed's bluff. The Fed's going to eventually respond once asset prices are melted down a little you know from whatever point right there you know the, the 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 fed is basically saying hey we don't we don't want prices to get crazy because of all the gambling is going on in the market but we also don't want to crash the system and so there's a delicate delicate balance right and so th- this is where we are the good thing about a five-year view again is the short-term noise and while it's not easy to sit through you just sit through it um, because again, the, the choices are binary system blows up or my thesis is right. And you make lots of money by just investing accordingly. And, and, and again, the big reason why you keep hearing me talk about Bitcoin so much is part of the solution to fix the economy and, and the system in general is to have a new financial system, which is currently being built in parallel to the old one dying which is why you want to, which, which is the, the foundation of that. Um, it, it's proven to be 
Bitcoin and everybody who who owns even these alternative crypto assets would all agree that Bitcoin is the quote unquote safe haven asset of the crypto space. So, you know, what's doing this market? Shut off your notifications, turn off CNBC, don't watch your stocks, enjoy the holidays. This too shall pass. Um, if you have extra money to invest, like I would, we are buying the dip is a great way to look really, really smart. Six, 10, 12, 24 months from now. That's my plan. That's all you can do. Like I, I posted on Twitter uh, today, again, managing expectations. And I'm, I'm going to read my specific Twitter post for you. Basically, it was saying, number one, don't panic during bad times. Number two, don't chase lotto tickets in good times, uh, i.e. AMC stock, Dogecoin, Shipcoin. This is how you become an excellent investor. Don't overthink it. And it really is that simple. I mean, it's. I think as the world deals with uh, mental health better, right? I, I like to say in, in the in the 19th century, we realized that we were becoming too sedentary and that we needed to, um, you know, create gyms. And now we have health apps and wearables to help us become uh, more healthy uh, from a body standpoint, a kinesthetic standpoint, uh, working out exercise, which led to all kinds of diseases like diabetes and all that kind of stuff. Now, we're, I think in this century, we're going to realize that mental health is really big because we overthink, literally, we overthink, and that creates all kinds of mental mental problems, mental issues, and things like meditation, yoga, being still, quieting the mind are healthy ways to uh, to deal with our mind. And, and once you learn to do that, then you realize that, oh, okay, if we use these practices and principles in our daily life, we'll become better investors because right now there's noise. If you just quiet your mind, get rid of the noise, turn off NBC, the notifications, turn off thoughts of the Armageddon of the world and just be, just sit, you know, you'll wake up 24 months from now, very likely a happier and wealthier investor. goes back to something I said a couple of weeks ago, Fidelity did a study and on the best investment, the best performing investment accounts. And it was the accounts of the deceased people because they had no choice but to quiet their mind because they were no longer here. And so they couldn't overthink. Uh, they just sat and enjoyed the ride. Until tomorrow, enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.